0: Welcome to Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm pretty Wolf. Well. Hey, it's our last kickstart for May.
1: May thirty. It's Memorial Day. Hey, yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> for I mean, not yeah. like that, but I mean, like I feel like
0: I know people confuse Memorial Day and Veterans Day and and, and what you're supposed right. to be recognized.
1: Well, you know, if it, and they also, you know, I hear people go, "Yeah, man, Labor Day is coming." Like, no, no, Labor Day is at the end of summer. Memorial Day is the beginning of summer. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it's so weird, man. Like having a, a holiday in the last year and a, right. In the last year and this half of this yeah. year, it's like, uh, you know, oh, it's another Monday. Was I going to, was I have, Do I have to do anything this Monday anyway? <laughs> but what's weird about it is Friday when I went to the vet, uh, take my, we had to take the little guys into the, you know, to get their, uh, Vax motor, two motorhomes, dude, full of like 20 something in the parking lot. You because know, there's a Vons and stuff attached you know, and they're you know carrying out cases of beer. <laughs> None of them had masks. They were all standing outside drinking beers in the parking lot, like getting ready to go. I was like, oh, fuck, they're all going to get COVID. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck is going on? That was my first thought. That's because I'm old. And I was like, good Lord. Not like, ah, they look like they're going to have a good time. I was just like, oh, they're all going to die. <laughs> they're going to get sick. It's over.
0: That's so messed up. <laughs>
1: But I'm just being honest, but that's, I mean, that's why I I was like, oh man, because they were like, I swear, man, between the two motor, there were like 20 people standing around in the parking lot. Right. I mean, and the motorhomes weren't, you know, you can't park a motorhome in a regular car. So they're basically taken up, you know, they're parked side by side and one of them is in the middle of the aisle, you know, and cars are having to go. It was, yeah, it was chaotic. Like they were either going to get run over in the parking lot or they're, you know, whatever. It was just weird. Memorial Day weekend. I got run over in a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: a celebration. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was weird. The last few weeks, there's been a bunch of music that's been dropped. Right. One of them last week we forgot to mention, and two of them have happened in this last week that we are going to mention. First thing up was was Duran Duran put out a brand new single. When you see about how far off it is when the album's coming out, it's like, what are you doing? Anyway, the song's called Invisible. It's a great song. I mean, it's like not just a great song for Dran Dran. It's like, it's like heyday song for them. It's so good. Yeah,
1: man, absolutely. I mean, Simon's voice sounds amazing.
0: Yes. And the video is v- ridiculous. Yeah, the video's great. Um, the, the, the promo photos that are going around for this just show, um, just show Roger and Nick, Simon and... John. John, John the, most, the other, the other Taylor, John Taylor, the the one of the other, the Taylor three, the one Taylors. that's
1: not Roger, and the one, the, the one, one that's th- still
0: in the band. <laughs> the one, yes. Two of the to the Taylors that are still in the band. What's funny about that is you're kind of going, all right, no one's, you know, oh, this must be like, there's no guitar on it, but the whole song opens with the guitar riff, which I thought was kind of funny, and there is lots of guitar in it, but this, this is, um, I, I I don't have any liner notes to say who's playing guitar on this, but you know, over the sure. years.
1: Dude, it's gun for hire at this point, right? I mean, they had uh, they had Ronson at one point, Mark Ronson, right? Uh,
0: play because he produced one of the records, right? And Mark Mark produce is producing in several songs on the record, and may very well be this one too,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, and then they, on the last record, Paper Gods, I think Nile Rodgers sat in and played uh, most of the guitar because he produced the record,
0: right? And you get a lot of that too. When, um, like when Niles did, um, when he did Notorious, was the same thing. He played on that a lot. Oh yeah, for a long time it was kind of like garbage. You, you know, your bass player was a gun for hire, and now they kind of have a regular in there now. And uh, for a long time, Warren Cucurillo was that guy, you know, for Missing Persons. He sat in there
1: mm-hmm.
0: and was that guy for a long time to the point where he was in all the all of the uh, the band promo photos. The video, and he's,
1: in the, and he's in the music videos. And he, I think he was out on tour with them. I mean, he was like, yeah. he's kind of like the unofficial sixth member, if you will.
0: Right. That was, I think the first time he toured with them was for Big Thing, which is ironic because there's not a lot of guitar. <laughs> Big Thing. Right.
1: It's funny. He's been in the band longer than Andy Taylor was. Which, com- combined.
0: Yeah. And that's, isn't that crazy? Combined. It was, it was it is, it's wild. And that tour, yeah, wonker Girl I was playing guitar. And then Sterling Campbell came in on drums. And that was the first time that they had a, the a drummer on the album that was touring with them because Notorious, the album before this was all, was all drum machines, all of it. And I can't recall who toured with them on that tour, but. At that point, and it was that was an in between weird thing when Roger left the band. And um, well, it seemed like everybody was leaving right. the band at that point.
1: <laughs> well, they're all you know, everybody was doing their not solo projects, but you know, the Andy and John split off and did the power station. The right. uh, Nick and Simon and uh, and Roger, right, went off and did uh, Arcadia, Arcadia, and then. And then when they came back as a band, they were, there were just three, like Andy and Roger didn't come back. Right. <laughs> yeah, man, there was a, there's been a, you know, they've persevered through a lot, Duran Duran. It's crazy, man.
0: Yeah. And then they, when they did that whole, when they came back from Notorious, Roger just stopped playing music and Andy was, you know, developing his solo career. Right. Um. And uh, he's, Andy's always said that too. He's, like, I just want to play rock music. I guess there was just too much drama within the band or, Maybe Simon's lyrics were just a little bit too much for him. Can we just play rock and roll? Because if you think about them, Simon's lyrics versus Andy Taylor's lyrics, one's far right. more suggestive, and the other one's far more straightforward. Bob Seger yeah. rock, you know, and that's fine. Yeah, it's, man, I dig them both in a in a totally different way. But now that new song is just it's it's like an amalgam of big thing, and it reminds
1: me a lot of uh, what was the album Astronaut. You know, yeah. from like two thousand three, two thousand two ish. I mean, it it has that vibe, but it also has like the big thing sort of vibe, um, a little ordinary world kind of action. You
0: yeah, know, yeah, like just yeah, just a, just a, like a nineties. It's it's it leans back more on the, on the nineties. Um, right. The 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 nineties Duran for sure.
1: As for the last album, the Paper Gods, I felt it was a kind of more of a throwback to the early to mid 80s. So it's cool, man, that, you know, they they have such a long, you know, and storied catalog now that, you know, they can revisit four decades if they want. Right. Right. It's crazy.
0: I guess over the pandemic, too, John Taylor has done some of this. Most fucking fun things oh man dude he's been breaking down song developments of Debased. big big oh. around songs and, and it was cool too because he would just have his bass out he'd have his guitar out he would have his drum machine out he'd have a keyboard out and he would just say he would just talk about the development of songs and my like, dude was so neat it was kind of like watch if you, if you guys aren't familiar with so it's like, it's a lot like you're seeing like what Song Exploder does is, and, and if you're not familiar with Song Exploder, it's a podcast and now a Netflix show where they speak with musical artists and talk about how the development of a song and a, and a breakdown of a song. And it's really, I mean, if, it's one of those things, if you have to be just a fan of of music and, and, and the process, just check out the podcast called Song Exploder. Um, they've been around since like, fuck I don't know, since like 2014. But the Netflix thing is new they just the second season just started um, back in the fall. It's unfortunately it's not a one-to one when you look at the podcast and go, oh I want to see the the Netflix version of it it's unfortunately it's not always that way and it's, and it's not always current music either. yeah um, when they did when they did the churches song Claire Blue I mean Claire blue is like five years old but when they only did it on the podcast like a year and a half ago. Well, more than that. Maybe it was two years ago because they did it at South by when well, they recorded it at South by. Right. But anyway, John Taylor's breakdowns were so cool. And then I could just be a fan of, the, of, of Duran Duran. And I think they even, I think he even does it with a power station song too, which I thought that was really fucking yeah. cool.
1: Uh-huh. Nope. They did what they did. Uh, some like it hot. You know, he did it on, he did some like it hot. on. That's the, right.
0: Uh, he was just talking about yeah. the, the, the shuffle that they that they came up with. Yep. And the amazing, I, I mentioned Sterling Campbell earlier being the drummer on the big thing tour. But no, Tony Thompson, man. Right. Tony Thompson from Chic, and that dude. I don't think people realize what an amazing combo of the two Taylors and Tony Thompson and Robert Palmer. Robert Palmer. That whole album is so good. And people like people only know the two hits. Um, it's funny when I when I played the first Power Station album for people. Like, who's that singing? I'm like, that's Andy Taylor. <laughs> right. <laughs> he he sings, and I'm like, yeah.
1: He sings. That first partition record, like every song on it, it's good. Communication, yeah. Lonely Tonight, cover of uh Isley Brothers' Harvest for the World. I mean, there's not a bad track on that record.
0: No, not at all. And when you look at that whole record, it's hard not to, to feel uh, I don't know what's the best way of saying it sadness
1: for the what we never got after.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, a lot like that. It's an amazing record. But that's, that's, and that's kind of what I feel like with this. I feel like the new song feels a lot like how it feels familiar, but it feels different at the same time. You know, and as impactful as that record was, look at how it would affect Robert Palmer's music. His, his music, the stuff, the biggest stuff that he did after that solo-wise... Sounded like derivatives of power station. That as far as the the way they record the guitar parts and everything like that.
1: Totally. I mean, it, it defined a sound. I mean, the whole sound, like the the album Heavy Nova, like that that was what they you know that was how they described. That was I think that was a a term that was coined. Uh, you know, during those power Station sessions of what they coined. That's what the what what style is this power station? It's heavy Nova, you know, like (laughs) heavy metal bossa Nova. You know, it it was like, and Palmer wasn't shy about saying, oh yeah, man, this is, you know, this is what we did in the studio. And this is what I wanted to continue down that road. And, you know, I mean, he had his biggest success as a solo artist after the power station, you know, launching right into those two records. Right. Riptide and heavy Nova.
0: The feeling on this record as far as the new Duran Duran song is like, I'm super excited for it. But initially like for the last two weeks, we knew the album was coming. Um, But we didn't know until this last week, it's not coming till October. Right. I just thought that was like, I don't understand why they're telegraphing it so far in advance. They are on, they are performing on, on one of the two award shows in the last week and a half. And I'm like, wait, why are you guys promoting this song so much? No one's buying music right now. They're buying, they're going to buy albums. They buy albums and, you know, that kind of thing. They're not buying singles. So why are you promoting a single six months before your, or sorry, four months before your album comes out? It just seems so far off. Um, In the meantime, (laughs) there's been two other 80s artists that have come along and dropped some new stuff. And one of them was Crowded House. Right. Again, leaning on what's been going on this last year. We were seeing lots of things with Neil Finn doing, at home recordings with him and his kids and his adult kids Let me verify specify that his kids right. are all adults. Yes. And the stuff they've been doing, they've been doing, um, lots of cover songs, but they've of course have done a bunch of crowd house songs mm-hmm. and obviously it led to this point where they have a new record coming out. The video for that dropped this week also actually dropped two weeks ago. Excuse me. And I kind of overlooked it. Wow. That video just, Spoke to me. It's just classic crowded house. The only thing that throws you off when you see the video is that... And, it, and it's weird because if you close your eyes during any of those YouTube performances, Neil sounds like he did 30 years ago. But when you see him, you're like, oh, yeah, he's 30 years old now. Right? <laughs> now, granted, his... his Neil, Finn, Neil Finn, 30 years later, looks a lot better than I did 30 years ago in, in like, as far as like, in context. But the video... And the song are so gorgeous. It reminds me a lot of um, "Better Be Home Soon." Yep, just familiar enough to where like, oh yeah, dude, this is "Crowded House." Now, granted, yeah, this time around it's it's Neil Finn and Nick Seymour, who's from the original um, lineup, and his boys um, Liam and Elroy Finn are both are both performing. It's super exciting because it means there's a whole record coming out, and if it's anything like this song, it's just. It's going to be amazing and I can't wait for it. Crowded House has always been a band through the years, you know, up until, you know, they disbanded briefly in 2005. Oh, actually before that, I think they disbanded like 96, somewhere around there, and they got back together again about 10 years after that. Uh,
1: yeah, they kind of, they've kind they done a couple reunion sort of teases over the, you know, the last 20 years. But I mean, he was playing with Fleetwood Mac, right? I mean, he was one of the two yeah. guitar slingers that came in and replaced Lindsey.
0: Yeah. yeah, he'd been filling in for a little while now. And that's kind of what he did, like between uh 2016 and, and, uh, beginning of 2019, somewhere around there, even though the pandemic has kind of brought this forward, they had officially reformed in 2019. So they were, I don't think they're already working on new stuff, but I think they were at least playing shows. And I think they were playing shows on that Fleetwood Mac tour. Oh yeah. I know. Cause I know he was opening as a solo artist, but I don't know if he necessarily was opening some of those shows as Crowded House. I don't know.
1: He, well, I mean, dude, have you? There's a there's a beautiful video. I think it's recorded at the Superdome in Louisiana of uh, of them of him, you know, taking front front and center and doing a "Don't Dream It's Over" with Stevie and yes. the band, you know, basically yes, that, backing him up. The, and his, the, the, with the camera that's right there amazing. on the side of the stage, yeah, that's great, dude. I, yeah. that mm-hmm. that's so
0: good. And actually, believe it or not, that's how I found out he was touring with him. I had no idea he was sitting in for him.
1: Oh yeah. I'm a giant Mac fan. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was quite, a, I mean, look, man, there's no, there's really no replacing Lindsay, but they weren't really trying to replace Lindsay because you know they, they just brought in two guys to, you know, kind of round it out. You know, they brought in him and Campbell and, you know, if you got to see him with either one of those guys, sure. It wasn't, you know, Fleetwood Mac, but it was Fleetwood Mac and a bonus, right? <laughs> I know a lot of people were mad about it, but I mean I wasn't.
0: Nah, I mean people can get mad at all they want. There should be more annoyed with the with the the, the politics of it. Yeah, you know, that's not has nothing to do with Neil. Right. New new crowdhouse music is just only good stuff. What was the third thing that came to mind?
1: Well, I, w- I wanted to say I-, I don't know how I. I mean, I knew about it, but I just blanked. The last I think the last well, the last couple of weeks we've had some issues <laughs> recording, so yeah. I think even if I did would have tried to mention it, there would have been a fifty-fifty chance it would not have made the cut anyway. But uh, <laughs> Juliana Hatfield, oh yeah, uh, dropped the new record on the fourteenth of May, which is fantastic. It's called Blood, uh, and you know you know my love for Juliana Hatfield and all things Juliana Hatfield, Juliana Hatfield trio, whatever, all of it. The record. Blood dropped on the 14th of May and it's, it's a really good 30 minute, uh, you know, the songs across the board, top to bottom, good fun. It's what you kind of expect from Juliana, uh, who's been doing this for a long time. I, you know, I, I always think of her as like this young pixie kid and, and I realize that she's a little older than me and, and, and I'm remembering 1992, <laughs> <laughs> which is almost 30 years ago. So, uh, but yeah, blood, it dropped uh, two weeks ago. And if you haven't listened to it yet, you know, it's on Spotify or you can go over to Juliana's website. You can pick up the vinyl, uh, you know, annoy there. You could pick up her police covers record. You could pick up uh, her living Newton John cover record. <laughs> Uh she put out, there was another record that came out. I mean, she's, she is on track. I mean, I feel like she's dropping at least one, sometimes two albums a year for the last few years. So, you know, uh, she, she, she's quite active uh, and she's, and she's still doing it really well, man.
0: She's something that's gone nonstop too. Yeah. Also overlooked. <laughs> There's a new Black Keys song out leading up to a new record. Last night, I think they did a live stream. I think last night the Black Keys did a live stream on uh, on Spotify where they actually sold tickets. So that's kind of interesting how that's happening now. Um, new Modest Mouse came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, new One Republic came out a couple of weeks ago.
1: There's a new Buck Cherry record out, and a new Stop. Night Ranger record came out.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so funny.
1: And, and since you, and since you mentioned Bob Seger. Uh, there is a, uh, there's a new live record out from Bob Seger. It's an EP It came out on the 28th. Uh, so just a couple days ago, actually it came out today, uh, Friday, right? So today this morning, but it's a cover it's, it's all live from his, uh, one of his shows in Detroit in 1975, you get beautiful loser traveling man. Bush City Limits, you know, which uh, I've always said nobody should ever sing that after (laughs) Tina Turner because where are you going to go? But uh, the secret version is very good. That came out this morning while we were recording.
0: (laughs) While we were yapping. There's lots of new stuff coming out now and I'm not surprised that we're seeing more and more stuff out. Um, There's a new Green Day song out. A new St. Vincent came out and, you know, I'm a massive fan of hers. There's a new Bleachers record out. That's right. If you're into the bleachers, not, you can't be a fan of Taylor Swift's recent music and not be a fan of bleachers.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a new single. There's a new there's a new album coming, so I don't want to jump the gun or have anybody send me hate mail.
0: And I think there's three singles out right now, and he's doing a yeah. stream where he's going to be on a bus performing with the band, and they're going to be traveling f- across like the tri-state area leading up to New Jersey. So like they're going to be performing live and streaming live on a bus while it's moving. <laughs> Wow. Unless I'm, unless I'm reading it incorrectly, I thought that's pretty wild.
1: There's new music out from The Wallflowers. Uh, there's a teaser single. I think there's a new record coming uh, here in a couple of months.
0: Is Jacob in the group? Yeah. I mean, I would hope so. I think it's, I'm a, I think but,
1: it's a, we're all back to it. Mean, there is no Wallflowers without Jacob, is there?
0: Well, no, there's not. But I mean, I'm surprised it doesn't say, you know, featuring. <laughs> featuring thing you know
1: right like Like, yes like is his ego going to allow it to say that but yeah i mean i don't know the song he sounds like him on the track well that's good i mean i just i just i just listened to it i mean i didn't investigate it too much i mean it's funny i consider myself a casual wallflower i probably like them more now i appreciate them more now than i did in 94 95 yeah uh, or 95 96 i listen to that uh record quite often now um i've had it for 25 years. (laughs) I've probably listened to it more in the last, uh, six months, I guess, seven months than I did, you know, the entire time that, you know, it was popular.
0: (laughs) When one headlight hit for them, it was kind of propped up because of what's his face from counting crows, right? Adam, whatever the fuck his name is. Yes. Speaking of counting crows, they put out an EP two weeks ago. And it's really good. And it's not like really good for them. It's really good. It's like, I don't want to say it harkens the the days of August and everything after. Nothing's that good. Nothing. I mean, that's just, that's one of the best debuts ever. It's more along the lines of the second album. Growth in the writing and just a different, a little bit of a different sound. Yep. Um, you know what? It's funny. Um, you and I were talking recently about Monster, R.E.M.'s Monster. Oh yeah, man. And Great record. And it made me think because when that Crows EP came out and I made the comparison between the first Crows album and the second Crows album is that the second Crows album sounds like they were going to try to make Monster because when you hear a lot of the guitar work on that second record, it sounds like what's the frequency, Kenneth? I mean, like a lot like that sound and uh, nothing wrong with that. What's the
1: one? There's a song. I'm not that familiar with the counting. I mean, I I I I know the hits when I hear them off that record. But one of the songs sounds almost identical to "Bang and Blame" from Monster. What 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 track is that? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you remember "Bang and Blame," but, there, but there, there's a track on that Crows record. Because every time it comes on, I think it's "Bang and Blame." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excuse me. The second album is i will Recovering the Satellites."
1: I'll look it up. But I, it's just funny that you because I, I never really made that. I wouldn't have thought of. Bring it up until you just said that, and I'm like, oh yeah, there's that song that I always thought was bang and blank when I would start up, yeah, and I'd I, crank it up, and then it wasn't, and I was like, what the, f-? and I would turn it back down, uh, you know, because I I was ready for you know that whole stipe action, and I was like, that's not Michael's stipe. <laughs>
0: I have to, I'm going to have to, look. I'll, I'll, I'll figure out which one it is.
1: You, oh, you know what? You know who else dropped the record, which I'm going to throw out there uh, is a band that, you know, I mean, they they, they have definitely have an acquired taste and they have a certain following, but the Voodoo Glow Skulls dropped an album two weeks ago. I got to say, it's a lot of fun. If you if, if you know who the Voodoo Glow Skulls are, then you you know what to expect. And you won't be disappointed because this is, this is like listening to a lost record from 1994. Four, five, nothing has changed with the Voodoo Glow Skulls, nothing. They sound exactly like you'd want them to sound in 1994. So that record came out. It's called Loving the Apocalypse. Awesome. Living the Apocalypse, sorry.
0: Here's what's funny is like we sat down to talk about this while we sat down in our respective homes and we said, oh yeah, we're going to just go and talk about, we're going to go ahead and tease out what we're doing for June. And we weren't even talking about music. It's been a whole music episode. again. Yeah. <laughs> it's what it's been mostly, I guess we, so there, there's some music for you guys to listen to in between everything else that you're already consuming. Number twos, we've, we've, we've teased this, this theme for a while. And then, you know, we're going to like, and as you always say, like a good number two, because we're making jokes about poop because, because that's what we do. Because that's what we do. <laughs>
1: So if you'd like a good number two, join us on Thursdays this month.
0: Yeah. And by the way, I, we won't do it this month, but I think in July, after uh, the, after the maybe sometime in July, we're going to switch our our release dates, but we'll give you a heads up because we're we're finding that it's a little bit easier for you guys to, uh, you know, amongst the things that you guys listen to, that maybe us yes, dropping on Thursday might be a little too crowded for your podcasting and your, it takes you a while to catch up. So we might move it to another day. We'll see. But we for right now it's still Kickstart Mondays and, and releases on Thursdays and and uh on Tuesdays. Patreon folks get theirs a little early. Anyway, so we thought thought was do something. We're gonna tease a little bit with little clues about the five movies, sorry, the four movies that we're covering this month. Right. Um, first one we've already recorded. We we did that a little bit earlier today. What's the best way to tease this one? Uh the best way to tease this one. Um would be it's the second movie in a in a series of movies. It's the second
1: movie in a <laughs> in a six tuplets. Uh it's uh it's a second movie in a six series, <laughs> a series of six, and it all stems from a seed. It all stems from a seed.
0: All right, moving on. <laughs> the next one is what some might call what
1: some might call the ultimate poo-poo pee-pee movie.
0: <laughs> they really leave things wide open, even for a number two.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying. I it, it could be.
0: It's part of a franchise that some people have referred to as the airplane of horror.
1: Yes, and the, the cold open for this movie ends with a good number two.
0: Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, the third movie. Okay, this one I'm not sure I'm not sure outside of saying who's in the movie people are going to get this one on Rex no, Manning
1: Day. Oh
0: shit. We've talked about this one as much as any other movie we haven't done an episode on yet. Yeah. Okay, now this is the one. This is the one I think most people are going to get. This This one's got three actors that have been in superhero movies. Yes. There, that's all I can say about that. And then that's still probably way convoluted and way cryptic. So that's fine.
1: Hey, one one last thing I was going to say. Uh, the other thing is there is a new Los Straight Jackets record coming out for those people who dig Los Straight Jackets. There's a new record coming out. It's dropping very soon. They released the single, their cover of The James Gang, Funk f- Number 49. It's fantastic, like all their stuff. I know you're a big fan, Corey. So that's mm. coming out. N-
0: soon like in the next month that's rad
1: yeah totally
0: yeah speaking of misogynistic and fuck nuts did you guys enjoy the commentary for, yeah for wicked for wicked. uh god man, i was like going going back and kind of and the reason why if you probably heard it, it was supposed to be out in april it was part of the whole uh, uh, patreon listeners choice and tom ellicott had picked that one for us and It got delayed a whole bunch because there were some technical difficulties, not unlike what we recently ran into with releases going to get bumped till next week, which is why we put that one out. That was the irony of it all was that here is a uh, here's a technically challenged episode being filling in for a technically challenged episode while we fixed the technically challenged. Anyway, right hope you guys enjoy it because that normally the normally a um disengage is for patreon only and but i when i was cutting it i was kind of like putting it back together i was like dude this is really funny (laughs) because it's because the movie is so richly absurd yeah but here's the thing it's funny after i got done with it and i I told you before i've only seen midsummer once and uh, as i've discussed with some people I don't know if I'd ever go back to it again. As much as I really think that the the performances are great in it, I'm like, I don't know if if I could watch it again.
1: I would go back to. The, let me ask you: Would you go back to The Wicker Man okay. before you'd go back to
0: Midsummer? No, I went back to Midsummer. <laughs> I, I watched it after after I edited this episode. Funny. As far as that storyline goes, um, you know, I haven't seen the original for so long that I can't really slot it anywhere. But I really, I, I appreciated after seeing this, I appreciated um, Midsommar a lot more, even though I was really just grossly impressed with the camera work and the tone I like a lot. But overall, just your, your end feeling is, I realized on second viewing, I'm like, okay, I think I understand this movie a lot better now. I mean, I know what the movie's about. I don't want to give anything away because um, even though we mentioned that it, it is very comparable, there's lots of things that are synonymous with the two movies or the two storylines, I should say the end result of Midsommar is in the purpose of the movie. In my opinion, anyway, makes a lot more sense now. I mean, I always knew what it was, but I get it a lot more now. makes a lot more sense to me.
1: I'm going to say I went back and I watched the director's cut of Wicker Man instead of watching Midsommar again. Uh, And I got to say, dude, it is fucking hilarious. And the only thing that could have made this any more absurd and would have Elevated this movie into like a top five trash movie of all time for me would have been had Michael Caine made a guest appearance and said the bees.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we talked. We talked about Michael Caine in the episode.
1: I'm gonna. I'm gonna now watch the Swarm. I'm gonna watch every fucking movie I can about bees.
0: (laughs) If I can get through it. When you get to the that point in the episode. Where where the B where 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 the whole B cage head you know the B helmet thing would have happened and it's only in the unrated version. Yeah, what's interesting is that whole ending, the whole ending that's in the theatrical isn't in that version. Tom was telling me because he Tom listened to the episode in sync with the movie. He says the runtime is still the same. It says it still fades the black at the same point, even though the endings are different.
1: Well, the ending, yeah, I, I mean, you know. how... You know how the you know how it ends in the director's cut, right? Yeah. There is no James Franco yeah. and there's none of that shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That they it's like the, what they put that in at the end and they and they took out the B helmet in in its place.
1: Yeah, give me the B helmet, yeah. keep the cheap set up for a sequel that never happened bullshit studio
0: i think it's funny though like i think it's funny that though that we talk about the b scene throughout the whole episode and not, and then we, and it's, it's, we never even realize until <laughs> we get to the end that we it wasn't until later after we stopped recording i'm like hey we didn't talk about the b scene because it didn't right, happen because
1: it wasn't in there yeah it's funny man
0: cage is ridiculous in it yeah and he was so like dude do from them from the, from the the moment he gets on that island, dude, he's so aggro with every woman he runs into. Every, it's, right? It's just.
1: I mean, but every performance in this movie is stilted. And Molly Parker playing two, you know, playing twins. Oh. It's just such a fucking weird movie. Like every, every performance is like on 11 and it's great.
0: I need that on Blu-ray. I need it on Blu-ray in a big way. And I say that in the episode too, cause I don't own it and it's out of print everywhere. And I, yeah, I, I need it. I need it. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. So whoever has the rights to it, I need it.
1: Warner Archive? Somebody. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. We did. Anyone. Anyway.
0: Bueller. <laughs> All right. If you want to follow us on also social media, you can follow the show on Twitter at Pod, Or you can follow Corey on Letterboxd at Corey underscore Culp. Or if you want to support the show on Patreon, thank you, Patreon supporters. That's patreon.com slash Podcast. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at The on (laughs) Letterboxd.com. Oh, shit.